You're listening to the Arctic Circle podcast. In this episode, we listen to a panel on the new Netflix series Borgen taking place in Greenland. The panel members are Sven Hartenberg, playing Hans Eliasson, the Greenlandic Minister for Foreign Affairs and Natural Resources in the Netflix series, Per Fly, director of Netflix's Borgen, and the surprise guest that will join the panel halfway through. The panel is chaired by Oliver Ragnar Grimsson, chairman of the Arctic Circle and former president of Iceland. This event originally took place at the 2022 Arctic Circle Assembly in Reykjavik, Iceland. Netflix, Borgen, Greenland. <laughs> it was almost irresistible not to bring it on the stage. And when I met Sven in Greenland and we sat down and talked, we realized that the making of this series of Borgen, focusing on Greenland and the geopolitical power play with the United States and China and Russia and, of course, the Kingdom of Denmark, it was also a novel way of looking at what we have been talking at the Arctic Circle Assembly, not only yesterday, but also in previous years. And then he told me about the process of how this came about, how those who were responsible for the manuscript and for making the series and bringing Greenland into the previous series of Borgen faced an educational challenge to learn about Greenland in a new way. So, then, why don't you come here and join me on the stage? I think I can say truly... <laughs> sit here in the middle, I guess. When I first met him, if anybody had told me he would become a mega TV star, <laughs> Uh, well, sure, he, ha he had the look, but, uh, but the potential coming from Greenland as a member of the rising village, if I may say so, in Uk, of influencing the future of Greenland, it was a stretch, but it has happened. And, uh, and uh, so we will have a dialogue here with you, and with the director who will be here on the screen. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. Right. And if I may, and then we will have a surprise guest. That's why there is an empty chair. It will be filled before we are finished, but it will in the beginning be an empty chair. So let me start with this question for me. You told me that you had to educate Pierre and others. What was the reality of Greenland? So it didn't look like fake, it was real. Give us a sense of that process and then I will ask Pierre to respond to that. Well, we um, were hired to um, introduce uh, the team behind uh, Bowen, the writer, Adam Prise, and Pierre Flew, the director, and some of the producers to the real issues between Greenland and Denmark, because they also realized that you can only research 
up to a certain point when you're sitting afar and not taking part of society as such. So my wife and I were hired in to do the introduction to them. So we curated a two weeks program for them with focus groups and uh, in with various sectors within youth, culture, uh, politics, but also business. And we had very fruitful discussions with them. And probably as Pierre can say later, is uh, they learned so much that they actually knew so little. And what happened? They rewrote the script or...? There were certain elements in the script, I was told, were rewritten, and certainly also my part that I was offered afterwards. So, uh... Okay, you are, you, you are being far too diplomatic in your description of this process, because when we were sharing this dinner table on the restaurant in Nook, you were much more open and frank in this discussion. So let me ask you, Pierre. What was this learning process? What, what had you got right and what had you got wrong in the beginning of the process, looking at how the end product then looked like? Uh, when I got this job, I was asked to do this job. Uh, I made one thing clear for the producers, and that was that I want to paint a picture of Greenland that the Greenlandish people could could could. Uh, 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 to, could uh, recognize. So that's that was very important for me to do that. So uh, Sven is perfectly right. When I arrived in Greenland, when I came and met Sven and his wife, I I found out that the little I knew about Greenland, I didn't know. I I did I knew nothing about Greenland. Greenland, and uh, that was very important. I've never been there before. We start uh, we started working on. So I spend a lot of time with uh, Sven and also later on in the process, I spend a lot of time talking to the Greenland people. I spend a lot of time finding out how does this look here in Greenland. You know, I've, I've been doing this on the film, many films I made right now. I, I have just made a film in South Africa. It takes so much time to find out how it is to really live in, in, in the country of, of our um, uh, people in, in the TV series. So um, we got a crash course in, in Greenlandish uh, modern days uh, from Sven, and we worked upon that, and also we improvised a lot with Sven, because Sven is not an actor. Uh, so so um, there was a lot of things that I didn't know, but I, w I feel I was in the position that I knew I didn't know them. Mm -hmm. So uh, we needed help and guidance, and we got that. In the series... Uh... <clears throat> I think many in the international audience will be surprised about the uh, uh, the kind of self-confidence of the character you play and how, to some extent, uh, this minister and the government of Greenland uh, uh, feels that he can be a match for the Danish leadership and somehow. And to some extent... Some of the part of the series seems to be playing like a cat with a mouse with uh, with the ministers in Copenhagen. <laughs> Is this a true reflection of what really happens in Greenland politics? 
I would say it depends on the actual minister in question. <laughs> so at least what I was tasked with is was to set up a fictional character that would be a match because it or else it wouldn't balance out in the series. And you had to have like a, a very charismatic and forceful person to do that. Also because there are real issues in the series sure. between the two countries. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. As in reality, right? Yeah. So it was adamant for me to portray that person that could balance the, uh, the issues out in that regard and really put the pressure on the Danes in this story, right? So, And how did you execute that in the direction of the series? This dilemma, this tension, this potential conflict. For example, uh, Sven's character in, in the series was, was uh, different than, than the first character we thought of doing that. He was a much more confused character. And I, when I met Sven... Uh, I've, I, I, the, the, the benefit of having Sven is that he knows everything about the politics. He's been working in there. So I met a modern politi politician in Greenland man, and I wanted to get that kind of force into my uh, TV show so it would be um, uh, authentic. So it, it, it's not, it, was not, it was a little more romantic, the character before Sven. But what I, what I didn't know if Sven could do, what I didn't know if Sven could do was the acting. I knew he could do the politics, he could hold the speeches, but could he also cry and had feelings and stuff like that? Uh, that was just as important for the role too. And we worked a lot with that with improvisations, uh, and he could. Okay, before I bring. <laughs> Before I bring the surprise guest on the stage, uh, let me open this up to questions from the audience. Okay, uh, let, okay, yes. We have a question here in the middle. Where are the microphones? Yeah. No, 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 we, we need the microphone. Or the, well, uh, come on. Uh, it's just we, here. we need more people with microphones. I think my staff here assumed everybody would be starstruck seeing you wouldn't want to ask questions. Okay. I'm not going to. I'm not going to speak to being starstruck. Totally starstruck. Um, but I wonder, since you were a politician, a public servant, was it difficult to sort of act in that position when you had had some of that experience? Was there tension? Well, no, it wasn't difficult because it actually made it easier in the sense that I understood the environment that this drama has its, uh, its function. But what I learned from Pierre was to build up the character, the fictional character, with elements that made it true to me. And that was a long process. He, he set me to it right away, started to push me in regards to how to build it up, and I needed to make a credible storyline, a history about the character. I even needed to have one big secret with the character that nobody else knew, and all these kind of things that helped me actually play the character much more uh, real in that sense. So 
but but I completely understood the environment. And even some of my my grandfather is a former politician. We have had a lot of politicians in our home, so I, I knew them, I know them, right? So it, but 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 I had to play a more forceful character, in and it's also drama, right? So I, I needed to show more feelings in it. So, mm-hmm. can I ask you, Per, about the reaction in Denmark? Because I think for most of us who watch the series. Uh, we were so fascinated by Greenland being portrayed in this way and presented in this way. And of course, those of us who has watched previous parts of the series, we knew the Danish political scene that the Borgen had previously thrown up. But what was the reaction of the process among both the Danish staff of the series, but also the Danish political community to this part of the Borgen series? I think there were uh, people who were very fond of the series and re- and very respectful of the way we portrayed the the Greenland's uh, uh, people and and place. So I think that it, it's been very well received. Also among my friends who who knows just as little about Greenland as I did before I went into this, um, they feel it's kind of a new Greenland they've seen uh, because. Uh, what we have seen uh, to be to be uh, to be a little rough was uh, the queen's visits and the, the christmas uh, calendar that was our picture that's more or less our picture if we don't study anything picture of greenland and and, and i think that the series because of the greenlandish actors and because of we did so much work to make it look like the a modern uh, contemporary greenland i think that we ben- we there's there's a lot of respect around that, and I, I'm so glad for that because that was goal number one in this. Great. So, as all of you know who have watched the series, the Danish Arctic ambassador in the series, this young man, is perhaps uh, the element also of the creates dramatic dimension <laughs> in the series, uh, and it's an interesting. Uh, portrayal of a young Danish official in the foreign ministry. We tried to get him to come here, but he is filming another series or or movie. So in his place, uh, we are honored to have the real Danish ambassador, the Arctic (laughs) ambassador, (laughs) Thomas. Great. Well, thank you, Thomas, for doing this. Uh, yes. So let me ask you this. How does the real Arting ambassador of Denmark feel when he watches the series? Uh, what, share some of these reflections and, and reactions. Yeah. I, w- I would say the first thing that, that comes to mind, and I, I feel a lot of envy, because my, my, my sort of working life is... is, is not as dramatic <laughs> as uh, as the, the the Arctic ambassador in, in the series, and I understand, of course, why Sven also said why it should be like that. But but in 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 real life, I'm I'm a, a civil servant. I'm I'm working as a head of a department in Copenhagen, managing my staff, going to conferences, <laughs> spending a lot of time in meetings. Because uh, since twenty fourth. Of February, I've spent hours with my colleagues from the six other like-minded states to make sure that the Arctic Council will still survive. It's, of course, 
for a diplomat, it's been dramatic, but it's, of course, not as dramatic as seen on TV. <laughs> so you're basically saying your life is more boring than the life of the <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mr. Chairman, I, I've been a diplomat for 35 years. Yes. I don't find diplomacy boring at all, <laughs> but it's, it's probably, I, I, I think, Pierre, you, you, no, you would no, be maybe, bored. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's not the right term, but, but did you... When, when you watched it, and you watched the events evolve, and the, the political tensions and the issues and the sure. discussion, yes, sure, it's a drama series, you need to want, have people wanting to watch the next, 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 mm. so on. But apart from that, you thought it was, on the whole, a realistic presentation of the situation. Well, it is a drama series, so, so of course, as you say, it's, 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 it does seem from my chair overdue elements, as, as it should in a drama series. Yeah. Uh, but of course, I have days at work where I really feel there is a drama. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one, one of my main jobs is, is to coordinate the Arctic policy of the kingdom with my colleagues in Greenland and, and the Faroes. Mm -hmm. And of course, from time to time, we do not agree, and we have to spend time at least, again, not as dramatic as on TV, <laughs> no, but we have, we have yeah, to spend yeah, no, time no, discussing but, it. Yeah. But what we have not discussed yet is in the series, it is brought out very clearly that Greenland is now on the geopolitical chessboard. And you have the Americans, you have the Chinese, you have, have the Russians. Sure. And, and somehow the Danish foreign minister... Prime Minister and the ministers in Greenland are sort of trying to deal with this new geopolitical uh, situation. And I will ask all three of you, when you were bringing that element into the series, because you could have made it dramatic in many other ways, but you choose to take it into the very center of the geopolitical chessboard, you think that, I'll start with you, is, you think that's a realistic description of where Greenland is kind of heading? Is that the world that Greenland would find itself in, maybe already? Or is it just uh, uh, a dramatic uh, uh, sort of play which has no connection to, to I, I think it has a real touch upon reality, what's happening. The interests in the world for the Arctic region has been increasing over decades. Yeah. And you see that. And just the offer to buy Greenland from Mr. Trump was just an awkward, in that sense, um, way of saying that it's interesting and it's relevant, but you actually see it all over. And the increase of temperatures uh, the climate change also increased the interests for the riches that we have in the region. I'm not saying Greenland in particular, but in the Arctic as a region, mm. because it gets much more accessible, trading routes and so mm. forth. All of this is happening at the moment mm. and has been moving forward in decades. Mm. So before I come to the ambassador, Pierre, you, the reason why you brought this so substantially into the series. Was that just in order to create some drama or you think it reflected a kind of emerging reality? 
Yeah, it's actually a question I cannot answer because it's Adam who'd, who'd have been taking this, this uh, decisions to make the, the series about that. When I got hired, it, it was all, that decision was already taken. But when that, be, so it's, it's his choice. Uh, so, but with that being said, I, f- I felt many times during the shoot and, and the, the election in Greenland that was at the same time we were, we were shooting that we were, we were very, very close to the political affairs, uh, as Sven says now. Mm-hmm. So I think it was, it's, it's, it's an interesting choice and it's a good choice to be, try to be so contemporary, uh, in, in the political, political scene of, uh, of, uh, uh, Borgen. A, 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 a small example of it, when they were in this two weeks crash course yeah. in Greenland, and that was before the election, we told uh, Pierre that they should actually meet with Mutsibiri yeah. before he was elected as the premier. Yeah. And Pile Bruber, mm. our former yeah. minister for foreign affairs. And it just resembles what is happening in our part of the world. They had true access to those two persons. And after the election, all the things that transpired afterwards, it actually also had a real effect on how close to top politics that you are in our part of the world. So that was a great experience for them, at least. Absolutely. Well, well, I can only agree. I mean, I, I think it's a quite natural choice. For Adam to 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 choose this sort of geopolitics, the new geopolitics. I think, as Sven said, this is not something that started on 24th of no, February no, no, no. or with with the offer of of, of then President Trump to buy Greenland. It goes further back to the opening mm-hmm. up of the region because of climate change. So why not choose this? I, I think that was a, a natural and wise choice. Mm. But it's an interesting reflection of how the world works. That Trump does one tweet. And all the global television stations cover Greenland for a number of days. Yeah. And of course, most of people laughed at it, but basically it made sense if you were a real estate developer and it was for sale. And then Netflix makes this series. And everybody is watching these internal politics of Greenland and the Kingdom of Denmark and the USA and China and Russia. So maybe Twitter and Netflix have put Greenland on the map that uh, none of us in the Arctic Circle or even in the Danish government <laughs> could do. And now we have millions of people all over the world having been educated on this political process. So I think for the, the leaders of Greenland to move forward is the combination of Twitter and Netflix have now brought them onto the global stage that every Scandinavian politician would envy them of that kind of thing. <laughs> so my final question to you. How would you recommend to the leadership of Greenland to use this certain media fame on the global state? I'm not talking about your fame as an actor. I'm talking about their fame as elected leaders of Greenland. Because this is new. This is completely new. It is new because the issues in the Arctic, in our region, has been brought into so many homes. So the average person in a country already have a brief introduction on what's happening. 
And that is something to build upon because you know something about where we are in the world, what's at stake, and that can be utilized if they want. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why the Arctic Circle brought, brought net, net, net Netflix onto this plenary stage. <laughs> uh, but thank you very much for coming. Thank you very much for this idea. Thank you, Tommy, for being willing to turn up as the real Arctic ambassador. <laughs> and thank you, Pe, for having contributed in this enormous way to the global dialogue on, on, the, future of, on the future of the Arctic. Thank it was a pleasure much. all the way. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So we'll have the next session. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.